0: Assalamualaikum. Welcome back to the Powerpuff Ukdi podcast. wa amri Today is the second episode of the Women of Jannah series. When I created this podcast, one of my main goals was to create this Women of Jannah series because the essential theme of my podcast is to promote and educate women in Islam of the strength of the Muslimah. And what better way to educate women on the strength of the Muslimah from the Quran and educating Muslim women on the women of Jannah. So Ibn Abbas had reported that the Prophet Muhammad said the best of women among the people of Paradise are Khadijah bint Khuwailid, Fatima bint Muhammad Maryam bint Imran and Asiya bint Muzahim, the wife of Fir'aun. So today me and my amazing guest had decided on speaking on Maryam alayhi And there are three important lessons that I wanted to pick up on as well as uh, some amazing advice and lessons that my guest will speak about as well. I just wanted to mention that I do not have a certain level of qualification to be speaking in depth on the tafsir of Mariam alayhi salam's story. So, I would highly recommend that you educate yourself on Mariam alayhi salam in tafsir from the Quran and from the Prophet's stories and uh, seerah. So, I will have books that me and my guest had used to educate ourselves prior to the recording of this podcast that I will put in the description of whichever platform you're listening to this podcast on. Today's Powerpuff ukti today is Bashira. Bashira, would you like to introduce yourself? Asalaamu Alaikum everyone I'm Bashira.
1: I've just recently graduated from the University of Birmingham and um, I was on the previous year's ISOT committee, Um, it's actually through the committee that I met Marwa,
0: and um, yeah I had uh, actually come across Bashira's amazing speech about the rights of women in Islam and she had spoken so eloquently and in depth and brought about these amazing points that we should really take into consideration. Um, what she spoke about was the, the rights of women in Islam and how we should appreciate both genders, rather than trying to bring one superior over the other. Um, and she even spoke a little bit about how why feminism can sometimes be um, suppressive rather than liberating. Um, but in this podcast today, um, there's many points that Bashira um, had spoken about which really relate to Maria Mariam's story. And we will link all of those in, in a bit, inshallah. Thank you, Barbara, for all those words. That was so sweet of you. Um. So
1: yeah, it's an, I just feel like sometimes we forget, or sometimes um, as a community or a society, we're told that um, men have greater access to Allah or have greater avenues to access, whereas that's not entirely true. Um, we both men and women can achieve that connection to Allah, um, and that's why I think Maryam alayhi story is just so interesting and it's so important because um, she shows that as a woman you can attain that piety, that connection so to Allah. Maryam
0: alayhi Prophet Muhammad sallallahu wasallam, had said that she was the best woman of her time. Maryam bint Imran. Her name is mentioned more than Isa alayhi and her status is not attributed to the fact that she was Isa's mother rather whenever she was introduced within the Quran she was introduced as Maryam the daughter of Imran. Her mother's name was Hinnah and at the time um, Hinnah and Imran they were at an age where it wasn't expected for them to become pregnant and Hinnah became pregnant subhanallah, and unfortunately just before her birth Imran had actually passed away so Hinnah knew that she would be giving birth to this child without a father figure which would have been hard, but, and she was expecting a boy. So at the time when she had given birth, she said, within the ayat of the Quran in Surah Ali Amran, she had said, when she delivered, she said, My Lord, I have given birth to a girl, and Allah fully knew what she had delivered. And the male is not like the female. I have named her Mary, and I seek your protection for her, and her offspring from Satan, the accursed. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala literally knew, and he's saying, to, he's saying within the Quran that he knew it was a plan for this. And this du'a that Hinna made was the reason why when Isa a.s. was born, he did not cry because he wasn't um, approached by the Satan. And um, Bashir was actually telling me the reason why. Do you want to tell everyone why the, the specific reason? to? This so um, Abu Hurairah, um, um, may
1: Allah be pleased with him, he reported that um, the Messenger of Allah, Muhammad said that no child is born but the devil touches him when he is born whereupon he starts crying loudly because of having been touched by the devil except for Marim and her son. So essentially um, it's believed that children are poked in their sides by shaytan when they're born except for Maryam alayhi salam and um, Isa alayhi salam, and this is because of the um, mother's prayers that protected
0: both of them. SubhanAllah. So during um, Miriam's childhood. Zakaria had built the mihrab for Mariam alayhi and the mihrab actually comes from the root word in Arabic, haraba, and haraba means to rage, war against oneself. So to fight your lowly desires, to become your higher self, um, because what else is the the fight? What else do we fight for within this world? Is it's all against our desires. Um, so Maryam alayhi is sat there in this mihrab at such a young age um, during Haraba. um, and this links to the first important lesson that I picked upon from Maryam alayhi salam's story, which is the importance of being connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. At this Mirab, she had true submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and this feeds forward within her, the rest of her life, which we will speak about in a bit. Yeah, so, um,
1: as Marwa was saying, um, Zakaria salam was um entrusted to look after Maryam salam from a very young age. In fact, um as as we mentioned her mother really wanted um any her child or you know how she intended for her son or then her daughter to sort of be devoted um to Allah, to dedicate her life to Allah. So she she gave her daughter to um Zakariya look after her and um as Marwa already said, he built the mihrab where she would um Pray to Allah day and night. She would uh, she would worship Allah, and um, her connection was so strong to Allah. Um, her connection to Allah was so strong that there's ayah in the Quran, um, in Surah Al Imran, the thirty seventh ayah. Um, it said that um, when Zakariah Asalam would go and visit Maryam Asalam, um, just to sort of he he basically she was um, the mihrab was a place in the masjid, a structure in the masjid where she would sort of pray in solitude and people couldn't keep coming in. So it was also to sort of protect her modesty as well, but also sort of devote her life to Islam and devote her life to um, Allah and prayer. So Islam would occasionally sort of visit her and just sort of, you know, make sure that she's looked after, that she's okay, that she's got provisions. But um, what he found out was that um, when he would go visit her, he exclaimed, he said, oh, Mariam, where did this come from? Because he would see her with an abundance of supplies already. Um, she would have like fruit that is not of the season. So she would have um, like, she would have winter fruit in summer and she would have summer fruit in winter. And he would be like, oh, Marion, where did this come from? And she would be like, it's from Allah. Surely Allah provides for whoever he wills without limit. So we can see the power of her um, prayer because it's through the power of her prayer that she was um, given this abundance of supplies. And um, again, I find this really beautiful, um, this, um, when when she says to Zakaria alayhis salam surely Allah provides for whoever he wills without limit because it just, it demonstrates her humility as well. Because it's not like she claimed to have a special relationship with Allah. She didn't say I'm Maryam and that's what Allah has given me this. She said, whoever asks Allah he will give you without limit. And it's so beautiful because it shows us that we too can have this relationship with Allah. We too can get close to
0: Allah. And we too can ask him for whatever we want. And he will accept our du'as. Zakaria alayhi <inaudible> salam had taken this away as dawah. And he'd gone and prayed for a child just like um, how beautiful Maryam alayhi salam's submission to Allah subhanahu <inaudible> wa ta'ala was. Zakaria alayhi <inaudible> salam went and prayed for a child just like that. So this con- complete submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so important for sisters um, to really take notes upon um, through whatever you're going through within this life. I know that um, it's a it's taught that we should have complete reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like, while we do say it, it's sometimes very hard to internalize um, within yourself and within your nafs that you are completely leaving everything onto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mariam salam had done just this at the mihrab from such a young age Um, it fed into her future life with all the trials that she was about to face and um i think um how you mentioned
1: how you mentioned she was doing dawah i find that so interesting i find that so amazing because it goes back to um her mother's dua for her her mother wanted her to dedicate her life to um islam and to dawah and um and, you know spreading the deen and it's so interesting because her mom was worried when she gave birth to a daughter that how will she dedicate her life to islam when she's not a man in a society where only men really um went out and um you know um did that work, as to say um so it's so interesting to see that she had this impact and it's even more interesting and even more amazing that she had this impact on a prophet because Zakaria was the prophet at the time so it's beautiful because it just shows how close she got to Allah, and it shows how close a woman can get to Allah as well and um again, it shows us that um connection to Allah um and connect connection to Allah is not limited to men it's something that is just as open for men as it is for women.
0: you had spoke about this in your um rights of women in Islam talk about um biologically men and women are different one has an xy chromosome the other has an xx chromosome so naturally there is going to be biological differences I um it's really interesting
1: in terms in terms of looking at this connection to allah um as marwa just said um, men and women are different and islam completely understands that islam appreciates that it has never said that men and women are the same it doesn't say that everything we do is going to be the same. But in terms of um, connection to Allah, we both, both man and woman can get that same connection to Allah. But as Marwa said, there's differences. So maybe the way that we approach Allah may be different. The way we, um, the way women um, may give da'wah differs from the way men give da'wah, you know? So um, looking at Marima A.S.'s story, um, she used to pray in the mihrab, right? And that was a sort of like a, um, it was like a, structure in the masjid where she was alone in solitude praying so she didn't compromise her modesty either but she gained that closeness to Allah whereas a man might go out and do da'wah her da'wah was done um, within the mahrab so I think it's really important to look at that as well and realize that yes there are differences in men and women and the way they may um, sort of connect with Allah may slightly differ but that connection is the same I think that's worth looking at Yes, I think when when we're looking at Maryam and we're looking at her, um, looking at her praying, and we're looking at her giving dawah to even um, Zakaria alayhi salam, we can we really see her has this embodiment of piety. She is displayed in the Quran as this, um, as essentially as literally um, the embodiment of piety. So um, you know, as this woman who's always praying, who's always remembering Allah. Um, there was this time when she was remembering Allah and Jibra'il salam came to her and he came to her as this beautiful man it's actually mentioned in the Quran that he came in as this um perfectly symmetrical man um so very very beautiful and um, so this is in this is all mentioned in um surah al-mariam which is the 19th surah of the Quran um so yeah so she sees him and um uh you know she's not used to really being approached by men um but what she does is even though he's so beautiful and stuff she says i truly seek refuge in the most compassionate from you so lead me alone if you are god-fearing so as soon as he comes to her she shows that she's not interested she's not she's not going to compromise her modesty and um she's going to stay ba- stay um true to herself and you know um Yeah, so, you know, not compromise her modesty. So that's where we see her modesty. It's the way that she approaches even Jibreel. Obviously, that's before she knew he was the angel he came to her as a man because angels, an Islamic angel isn't like um, the sort of mythological creatures you see with like, you know, with like a little halo and like looking really pretty and stuff. They're really, really big and it can be quite intimidating. So um, Jibreel would come as um, human form first, just not to
0: scare her. There is an importance of being silent so how silence can sometimes um, speak louder than speech however the significance of speech in Maryam um speech in itself was so concise and eloquent and subhanAllah I was listening to the of speech webinar by Asim Khan I think that's what his name is because I'm very interested in conciseness of speech because I've I feel as though, I was speaking about this on my page recently, um, regarding how with women, our trials can sometimes revolve around interpersonal um, conflict, and we have different types of desires, and we express things in a different way because of the way we are made by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we can sometimes our speech over generations has become of less value, we've made it become of less value and there's there's so many reasons why this is, for example social media everyone's speech all of a sudden matters, Everyone everyone's opinion matters and what happens with this is you never know which um, opinion to value over others um, and it really decreases the value of the opinion that should be mattered or the speech that should be mattered. So speech over the years has become um, less of value and we're not as concise with our words and what this can bring about within relationships is misinterpretation, miscommunication, conflict with the relationships. We aren't able to understand each other and when we aren't able to understand when both parties are communicating and there's misinterpretation there, both parties are not understanding what the other is saying and then where do you go from there then massive issues um, literally spiral so Maryam taught us this with with the ayah that you had just mentioned Um, it's subhanAllah for the the choice of Allah's name that she used but also um, what we spoke about previously when she was eating food that was out of season and how she gave that as dawah it was another example of her conciseness and eloquent speech um, so, yeah, just the importance of the weight of your words and really being um mindful of the words that you choose to use.
1: Yeah, so Jibreel, obviously, he came to him and she realised, obviously, he's an angel. Um, he went to his original form um, to show that, you know, he is, in fact, from Allah. He is an angel. So Jibreel, um obviously, um let her know that she will be giving birth to a prophet. She'll be giving birth to Isa, alayhi salam. And obviously, Mariam was very confused, as anyone would be. She was like, she she said to him, she's like, how can I have a son when no man has ever touched me, nor am I unchaste. So obviously, we know that she was a virgin. Um, and so she was just very confused, as anyone would be. Um, and Ibrahim Salah, I mean, not Ibrahim Salah, I'm Sorry, um, Jibril It is a matter already decreed. So, so Jibari, alayhi salam says to her, it is already decreed. Allah has already decided and it will happen. And um, what does Maryam, alayhi salam do after that? Does she protest? No, she, she doesn't. She doesn't. She just believes that, you know, this is from Allah and she accepts it. She has that much faith in Allah that she didn't question it. She was like, okay, yeah, Allah has said this. And um, yeah, and then obviously um, when it comes to the birth of Isa, Alayhi salam. So, um, Maryam Alayhi Salaam kept quiet, so she, she's obviously told that she would be giving birth to a Messiah, a prophet, and she's very confused, but she's told this is from Allah, and um, it's what Jabari says. He says, you know, it's a matter already decreed, Allah's already decided, and she doesn't question that. That's where her faith comes in. She doesn't question it, she accepts it, and she's like, okay, it's from Allah. And, um, She's told to obviously keep so she keeps quiet and she reposed her affairs in the care of Allah. And she knew people would stay st- say stuff because they wouldn't know the facts. Yet she still held this, you know, she still, you know, she's like, you know, I have faith in Allah and that's that. Um so when she was obviously in the process of sort of when she's pregnant, um people were obviously um the people around her were a bit confused. I did say that obviously she did sort of go to a quiet place away from the people because she knew they would say stuff and she knew that it wasn't really safe for her um within those nine months obviously people had stuff to say so she had this um uh, cousin called um yusuf and najjar and um uh he noticed the signs of her pregnancy and he was very confused he said to Mariam, he said to her can one have a plant without sowing the seed and she said yes she said Who created the first plant? So obviously it's sort of like a metaphor. It's saying, you know, how can can one really um be uh, you know, can one have a child whilst being a virgin? And she's like, Yes, because who created the first plant? And then he said, Can there be a child without a father? And she said, Yes. God created Adam without both male and female. So, and she gave, um, I think Zakaria also asked, her. he had a similar sort of thing to say to her, and she gave the same response. So I think her response, again, it's just so, I think as Marwa was talking about her speech and stuff, when we look at her response, again, it's just so beautiful. It's so well said, you know, she says her points and she's got that firm faith in Allah, and that's all that she's relying on during this period. She's only relying on her faith in Allah. And then obviously, um, now the news of a pregnancy, it spreads like wildfire. So every house in the Banu Isra'i learnt that, you know, Maryam al-Islam is pregnant. And as I already said, some people accused her of having um, illicit relationships. We were saying, you know, it's in the final months, you know, right before she was going to give birth. Maryam al-Islam withdrew from these people and she was so depressed and she was so fed up, as you can understand. And also she's going through the pains of... Um, pregnancy and childbirth. So we can understand that how in what sort of situation she must have been. Um in the terrible situation she was. And she said this, she said, she said, um said, Alas, I wish I had died before this and it was a thing long forgotten. So we can see in a, we can see the pain that she's in. She's in so much pain that she's literally asking Allah to have like um killed her uh, older before this, you know, because of because of, you know, um the torment that she's gonna face from her people. The pangs of childbirth also we have to remember maria malaysalam was so young when she gave birth about 16 so it's crazy to think everything that she went through um so yeah um i think over here i find it really interesting it's the fact that one can that longing for death right it shows maria Islam's human side it shows that she's just like any other person she's she was a woman a human you know and she went through all these human emotions during this period of time you know, it's it's really interesting to see because I, as Marwa, as as you just said, Marwa, um, she she's going through this uh, pain and she's going through all these emotions. She's she is longing for death. She does she does sort of long for death in in the sense that she says this, but she deals with these emotions. She doesn't let them overcome her. You know, and she doesn't become like resentful or angry or hateful, but she deals with these emotions, and um, and Allah responds to her. So a voice reassured her from below. You know, in the as the surah continues, um, in the in the in the surah as it continues, it says, you know, that a voice reassured her from below her. Do not grieve. Your Lord has provided a stream at your feet, so Allah provided her with water and shake the trunks of this palm tree towards you, it will drop fresh, ripe dates upon you. So we see again, Allah is providing for her. Allah, as early as we saw during her childhood, when she was praying, um, Allah would provide her with um, fruit, Um, you know, that was off, uh, like different seasoned fruit. And um, we see him again providing for her. And that again, it just it reiterates that point that she was so close to Allah that he he protected he was always there for her and um he provided for her when nobody else did and mwr i think earlier when we were just talking you had a very good um uh point about this about how allah provided for maryam Salam.
0: what did i say <laughs> oh about about allah being kawali oh yeah so yeah <laughs> yeah but, um she was provided for because she had complete trust in Allah SWT. so this whole period of time where she is giving birth to a child and she's a virgin and she's fatherless and she has no husband figure. Who did she take? She took her guardian to be Allah SWT as her wali. So um, one of Allah's Allah 99 names is al-wali which translates to helper, friend, um, someone who completely supports you and guards you. So- and i think this can really help women who are reverts who do not have a islamic father figure um and it can be very hard for them to navigate in life um when they do not have a islamic a, a father figure or a wali who um follows islamic rulings and even for um women who have fathers who are muslim however they sometimes um Cannot ha, sometimes choose not to follow Islamic rulings and may um, like to um, give more um, importance to culture rather than Islam, it can really help in that aspect, taking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as your wali in whatever situation. So um, I think it is really
1: important also to just um, mention that when Mara says wali, she doesn't mean father because Allah is not our father, he is our lord he's our god but it's more so our reliance on allah and how he provides for us um where he becomes Wali. so just so to continue um you know allah provided her with um all of this when she was at her lowest um and um and then allah and just continuing on this allah says um so eat and drink and put your heart at ease but if you see any of the people say i have vowed silence to the most compassionate so I am not talking to anyone today. Again, Allah Allah is um, described as the most compassionate here. You know, a Rahman that shows us how much He gave Maryam how much He gives us, about how
0: helpful He can be, about how when we're at our lowest, Allah is there. just mentioned that Maryam she was vowed to be silent, and I had just said the speech that can come from silence. i had said in the speech of <laughs> yeah, you
1: did. You did.
0: Yeah, it was of a different Arabic literature at the time. Um, that's why translating it to Arabic is hard. The, now the dialect of that Arab Arabs use today, but let alone translating it to English, it's even harder. Which is why, when I translated that verse of um, Maryam being for both the devout men and women in English, it's just translated as the devout the devoutly obedient. <laughs> Both were used. But yes, and then when Maryam a.s. returns back to her people with Isa, a.s. so it's verse 12, Surah at tahrim So Maryam she returned to her people carrying Isa. A.s. And of course, they were in shock and they said, Oh, Mary, you have certainly done a horrible thing. And they attributed, they called her, Oh, sister of Aaron, because Aaron was um, of high status, just like Maryam. A.s. And they wanted to show, they wanted to contrast of how she was of such high status, but now they had assumed that she had committed adultery. They said, your father was not an indecent man, nor was your mother unchaste. So she pointed to the baby and they exclaimed, how can we talk to someone who is an infant in the cradle? But because she was, she vowed to be silent, Isa a.s. declared, I am truly a servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He has destined me to be given the scripture and to be a prophet. He has made me a blessing wherever I go and bid me to establish prayer and give alms tax as long as I live and to be kind to my mother. He has not made me arrogant or defiant. I think we need to appreciate the courage that she had and um and the
1: um the faith in Allah that she had because this is a period, this this was a time when adultery was one of the worst acts possible. Women would be stoned to death, you know, for committing adultery. So she came out in front of the people and they looked at her and they said, You've done such a horrible thing and she um she you know she said speak to this infant in the cradle and, and i read somewhere that um In fact it was this it's that kitab that i'm reading um you know i think marim he said you would um put it in the link so um it's mentioned that she didn't she wasn't even sure that he could speak she not she had a head in speak before but she had so much faith in allah that she let the baby speak thinking you know what it will say something that um allah wants him to say you know so it's that complete faith that she had in that moment as well and that complete courage she had as well and that strength of character um and one more thing i really like to pick out from here is that the people were so shocked that it was her who um who came out and did something like this or came out with a baby because her char- yeah, her character itself spoke for um herself it's like the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam um you know how um even the Quraysh would trust him with their properties um with their, with their property because they knew he was so trustworthy even though they hated him and they um you know they never accepted him and they were so horrible to him they still knew that the prophet sallallahu was a man to be trusted in terms of looking after their stuff so it's that character of maryam that we should also look at um her character speaks for so itself you know what this reminds me
0: of? it does go a little bit it is going off on um it doesn't really relate to mariam alayhi salam however it's something very important that i wanted to say which is character and akhlaq so we're usually told of the uh, do you know during the time of when um islam uh, the chart the during the time that prophethood wasn't around the reason why Khadija had gone and chosen muhammad prophet muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, was because of his character and his akhlaq and do you know that only Anh, who was Fatima anh, whose um, husband he wanted to marry Abu Lahab's daughter and of course he, Abu Lahab was um, part of the Quraysh and um, an enemy of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu and Prophet Muhammad sallallahu had forbade this and said that it's, it's the reason why is not just because she's the daughter she's um, the daughter of Abu Lahab it was because Abu Lahab's daughter can then affect Ali. Ali, Abu Lahab and their lack of akhlaq would then affect Ali radiallahu it would affect Fatima and so, SubhanAllah the way in which the second wife could affect the first wife's akhlaq really um, speaks on the power of akhlaq that we should have and really puts things into perspective for women uh, to really perfect their akhlaq and their character um, and for when they are choo- choosing um, friends or when they are speaking to their parents, or when they are trying to bring up their children, to remember that mm-hmm. apart from Islam, Islamic knowledge there should be a khalaq and character um, formed there. When Isa a.s. declared, I am truly
1: a servant of Allah, the people believed her. It's because of her character as well. Obviously it's um, it's um, the will of Allah as well. and. Um, you know the power of Allah and that, but but also Maryam Al Islam's character, I think, plays into it as well. The person that she was, people believed that you know she wouldn't do that, and they were ready to accept the fact that she hadn't committed such an act, and
0: that this was indeed a prophet. Back to so my last point, which was women can be exemplary spiritual figures too, but um, what I want to lead on from that is nowadays and um recently with the whole um, social media outbreak and. Recently, there's been a lot of. Um, there's been this portrayal of how, women can define their superiority over males, or they can, define their um, strength in general. And the the way that their strength is being defined is, um, dark femininity. So have you heard of that?
1: Briefly, I've I've heard a little bit about it. Um, it's like mani-
0: it's like it's like manipulation tactics. The dark femininity is basically trying to portray that women should be um manipulative yeah and trying to get their way around so it's why people why women are told um uh being taught to be manipulative is so that they can defend them themselves or um work their way up in life to to gain uh whatever they'd like to gain maria malay she is of course If anything, she's the one who's needed to be defended in this situation. But rather than using dark femininity or um, being told to act the way feminism portrays nowadays, which is to be superior over the man or do things that men do, she still had her soft feminine feminine side. So she was submissive to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When she was spoken to, um, when she was accused, she stayed silent. Or when she was spoken to by Yusuf within the mosque... Uh, She replied in such an eloquent and concise way, rather than the way feminism tries to portray today, if that makes sense. That's why I was trying to bring it in. You may not be able to see dark femininity bringing it into it, but I'm just bringing, I'm just portraying how feminism portrays that women shouldn't be soft and like um, feminine. A breakthrough point of feminism at the moment is the whole dark femininity, um, which may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect all our sisters from. Um, because it's really damaging. So embracing your femininity, which all of the women of Jannah um show. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. I
1: see that. I see that. And we think it's, um, I think going back to your dark femininity thing, um, dark femininity, the idea is that you get um, through that manipulation tactic, through manipulation tactics, you have power, right? But we see Maryam salam's power and we see her power not through stuff like that. We see her power through her courage through her faith through um you know th- that is where real power comes. literally she's the mother of this um amazing man you know a prophet um and um and not only is she his mother but she is his um soul parent so that's where we're seeing um uh you know strength that's where we're seeing a strong woman example and um just for all the sisters out there who think that, you know, um, or, or who may have been taught that Islam is uh, more of a patriarchal religion or a very um, male-oriented. Again, I, I, think, I think people who see Islam as that kind of religion, I think it's really important to look at stories like that Maryam al because she shows us a very, very strong um, woman example.
0: Thank you for coming on and really enlightening all these amazing points within the, um, in relation to Maryam al-Islam's story to inspire muslima who are watching this podcast may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the piety the connection to allah's speech just like mariam alayhi salam and may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reunite us with mariam alayhi salam in jannatul for those ameen allahumma Amin. yeah yeah
1: jazakallah marah, for inviting me to speak on this topic um you've you
0: have taught me so much as well um has so been amazing so jazakallah and inshallah i will call on Bashira again because we had other plans um as well um but i hope you guys all in- enjoyed this podcast um stay tuned for the rest of the episodes for the women of jannah series ashadu ala illa anta astagfiruka wa atubu ilaik Assalamu alaikum alaikum As-salamu